Welcome to I Don't Get It, a podcast about performances in Edmonton. We are part of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. My name is Paul. I'm one of the hosts of I Don't Get It. Fonda, the other host, uh, who use voice you normally hear. And Andrew Paul, our producer, whose voice you don't hear, but who makes our voices sound very good, are both having an adventure out of town. They're in Japan and Korea and places like that. Um, When the cat's away... The Mouse Will Play, which is me in this particular case. Uh, so, uh, with them gone, uh, I got out to see Alberta Ballet's A Midsummer Night's Dream, uh, which was playing here from March 21st until the 23rd, uh, and was the Bruce Wells production, and I was not alone for it. I had Catch the Keys artistic producer Beth Dart uh, with me to take it in. Uh, so, we'll go to that conversation right after an ad. If you're an artist, check out ATB's Branch for Arts and Culture. It's a bank, music venue, and creative space all in one. So whether you're a musician wanting advice on how to save for a new instrument, or an artist looking for a bank that understands how your business works, ATB can help. For more information on the Branch for Art and Culture, Arts and Culture, head to atb.com slash the branch. Uh, Beth, who are you? Uh, I'm Beth Dart. Mm-hmm. I am a, a theater artist and producer in, here in Edmonton. Great. Yeah. Great. And what did we see, Beth? What oh, did we go and see? We saw A Midsummer Night's Dream mm-hmm. by the Alberta Ballet. Yeah. Shakespeare's classic <laughs> interpreted by um, Bruce Wells. This mm-hmm. was the Bruce Wells production. Yes. Um, as the choreographer. Uh, yeah. So what what stood out to you? What are your when I what are your impressions off the top? What are, <laughs> what are things that stick out about what, what we just saw? Um, uh, you you mentioned it earlier tonight, but incredible leg muscles. Okay, yes. out of control. Yeah, classic ballet um, move. Yep, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, honest. Okay, this is so specific. This mm-hmm. is a very specific thing. But uh, right near the end of the show, there were a lot of uh, women in uh, very almost white dresses, Mm -hmm. uh, but there were slight differences to the color temperature of the dresses. Oh, wow. The costume design I noticed a lot, uh, especially nearing the end of the show. And, like, the central character had kind of the warmest white, Mm. and then... All of the other ones had a slightly different color temperature of white. Sure. So the lighting caught it differently. Very interesting. That is very specific. So specific. Not incorrect in your own assessment of your own thought. Um, Like, okay, so... So this is uh, this is a Shakespeare play. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, tell me maybe about uh, you know Shakespeare is famously of words <laughs> is known for being uh, in a very specific text and, and language. Mm-hmm. Um, what how did the story come through without those words? There there weren't words in this. It's of course told with ballet and movement and, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. pantomime and things like that. I think it leans on the tropes of the story sure. quite heavily. Um, and so I think the moments, um, the comedic moments were carried better sure. narratively, mm-hmm. um, that it was a lot easier to follow the the comedic moments within the, the story arc, um, than anything else. 
Um, I don't know. What else? You know, so we have two couples that sort of like mm-hmm. the king, you know, they this person wants to marry this person, and this person wants to marry this person. The king wants them to marry the other one. Doi oi oi. Yeah. So anyway, so they go out into the woods, <laughs> magic woods, yeah. uh, fall asleep. There's Puck, who's sort of the first figure we see dancing mm-hmm. alone, this sort mm-hmm. of spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, a bit of a trickster or like a a mischievous figure. And anyways, uh, forest magic, some forest magic later, everyone falls in love with the wrong person, uh, including sort of the queen of the forest who mm-hmm. falls in love with a, an actor man who's made into an ass wearing like a, a, a donkey head. Mm-hmm. Um, and hijinks ensue, and then everything gets sorted out, and there's a wedding. There's a group wedding. Classic Shakespeare comedy, but in, in dance. Yes. Um, you talked about costumes a bit yep. already. Uh, what else did we see in sort of how the how it was visualized uh, in this show? Maybe not even costume, but set, lighting. What what sort of stood out to you about those things? The lighting was very classic dance lighting okay. um, with a lot of sides, and then uh, the ballet layer of that. I'm guessing, with mm-hmm. my limited knowledge of ballet, is. Um, the the front light and the spotlights and very specifically like they are they're guiding your focus yes yes very the, specifically there were some follow spots that would yeah, pop yeah, up yeah. on key characters and yeah scenes. and I also found it really interesting that those follow spots would stay bright even when those performers were still and there was something extravagant happening on stage with some of the chorus or some of the lesser characters but those. Uh, primary or the the main characters were still so brightly lit yeah, off in the corner, yeah. which is very interesting they to me. Remain the fun. yeah. <laughs> um, you you mentioned classic dance lighting uh, oh, sides yeah, yeah. and that sort of thing. What what does that mean? Why is that? Why is the classic dance lighting the way it is as as you understand it? Um, my understanding, uh, and I do a bit of contemporary uh, lighting for dance mm-hmm. or contemporary dance lighting. Mm-hmm. Um, is that the side lighting helps you shape the body so that you can actually see um, the form of the human body right. more clearly on stage. So, which, and especially with something like ballet, when it's yeah. there's so many lines and specific movements and mm-hmm. twists and uh, spinny spinny twist twists, <laughs> uh, the movements we saw. Um, <laughs> Uh, it is important to, that you see all of that, yeah. which sounds silly because they're on a big stage, but you're right, like yeah. lighting is part of seeing that and, and seeing what that looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, how would you describe the movement? Have, have you, you've never seen a, like a, a quote-unquote ballet show before? I have never seen a proper, a proper, proper. I put in quotes, mm-hmm. uh, ballet before. No, Amazing. So, so how do you describe the movement as you saw it and maybe um, what you imagined it would be like and, and what you saw and, and what stood out in, in actuality? Um, I really felt like I was seeing kind of that stereotypical ballet in okay. a lot of ways that mm-hmm. it was very um like you know when movie characters are watching a ballet mm-hmm. that's very much what we saw tonight oh um, God, yes yes and so the lines were so clean and the movement was so specific and strong yeah it, it very much i very much felt like i was checking and a, like uh, a cultural accomplishment. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I have yeah. now seen a ballet. ballet. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. And what about like the actual bodies? Like one thing that stood mm-hmm. out to me that we talked about a little bit earlier was like one thing I really like when I see ballet is like 
a lot of people doing similar or the same things, yeah. but because it's like so specific and in a group, it's really satisfying. Mm -hmm. um, did you find satisfaction in, in some of what we saw? Absolutely. I think the, the athleticism is mm -hmm. incredible. Um, and that it looks effortless, but you know, just based off of the physical stature of these performers, that it is not effortless. So, sure. Yeah. Yeah. But even I, like, I find it so fascinating that like, even down to the children's chorus that was a part of the show, mm -hmm. like the body types are so specific, which is something you know going in to see a, a ballet show, but right, it's right, right. Um, somebody who's much more familiar and certainly by no means an expert, but much more familiar in contemporary dance. It's kind mm -hmm. of a bit of a shock to watch walk into a performance that is so... The body types are so specific. Right, right. Yeah. There's such a such an archetype of what a ballet performer uh, looks like and how yeah. they move and yeah. how that comes through. Yeah, and that even like the one dancer who's you know six inches taller than the rest stands out. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's a giant. Yeah, a giant. He's huge. Strides the stage. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. Uh, uh. You mentioned sort of the comedy coming through. What were What were some moments that maybe stood out for for comedy and how and <laughs> what was it about that that like and how did that play into that sort of movement? Like this is dance, but it's also now like making a joke as opposed to just like yeah, doing yeah. A, a beautiful movement. Um. Again, so much of it um, fell into stereotypes or archetypes. So mm -hmm. a lot of the comedy was incredibly gendered. Sure, yeah. Um, then a lot of the moments that came through in the comedy were those moments of, of the confused lovers yeah. and, and um, kind of the Lotzi or um, farcical kind of nature of it. Right. Yeah. I want to chase this person yeah. I'm in love with. I'm not in yeah. love with you anymore. Yeah, yeah, but also so beautiful and precise and specific at the same time. How did they do yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's an interesting balance of, yeah, it's like, it's graceful and beautiful movement, but now it's also being used to sell a joke, mm -hmm. like this moment mm -hmm. of comedy. Yeah. Um, you know, and there's there's some things that propping in costumes can do for that, and otherwise yeah. it's just, yeah, it's like, how do you, what makes this the joke? Yeah. Is it the movement? Is it the situation? Like, how do all these combine to, like, yeah. land this without words? But even if you think about the most, like, some of the most famous physical comedy, mm -hmm. the best physical comedy is so specific even if it l doesn't look it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, just as an example, like, even the Three Stooges, right? Sure, like, oh, yeah. All of that is so hyper-specific within the context of the world that they've created. So, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I think there were moments that were really, really strong tonight about the physical comedy, for sure. Right. Anything else really stand out to you about what, what you saw? Moments, moments oh. that will stick in your mind when, mm. when people ask you, how was the ballet? <laughs> um, and just tell us your um, part. Yeah. Um, Audrey, who wasn't Audrey, the, <laughs> the plant, but... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There was yeah. this beautiful prop, sort of mm -hmm. um, giant uh, plant on stage, which came out, which yeah. sort of unfurled and had yes. room for people to be inside it. Yeah. And so there were some moments of like it <laughs> closing over people yeah. sleeping or people mm -hmm. trying to escape and then opening again. Yeah. And mm -hmm. um, also, I'm such a sucker for um, effects and the low lying fog that they had. Just. To, to have the budget to, to have that level of low-lying fog is oh, my yeah. dream, so... Yeah, that was sort of near the end. It was like things were a little wonky in the yeah. forest, but we were trying to, like, figure it out, try yeah. to cut through. Yeah. Um, and also, one of the... It was one of the closing images after um, the children's chorus all had 
uh, those candles lit, mm-hmm. and then just like that final moment of them all facing up stage with the the candles was just a very beautiful image. Yeah, that was this. Um, yeah, that was a really. It was this like the children's chorus were all like the spirits of the forest. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and sort of like everything's sort of resolved, and now it's turned to night in the forest, and we're sort of like yeah, just be left in that spirit world to sort of explore it and live with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I also really did like some of the the physical comedy of Puck, our sort of trickster, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. trickster fellow, um, which often in this sort of lends itself to like more winks to the audience, self awareness. Like yeah. even near the end, when I think that children's chorus or uh, was going on, uh, Puck was sort of sweeping them away. A bird yeah. had come out <laughs> and was sort of moving away. But yeah, that movement mm-hmm. felt a little more like acrobatic than maybe some of the other yeah. more, more rigid yeah, yeah. Uh, ballet yeah. Uh, movement, but. Mm-hmm. Also, they got to be the cover of the brochure, which is them in mid mid joyous jump, yep. causing yep. causing a ruckus and just, just showing off those legs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and how. Thanks, Beth. Wherever you are, it feels like it's now time for another ad. This episode of I Don't Get It is brought to you by Edmonton Public Library. Overdue Finds is EPL's bi-weekly podcast that features conversations with library staff members discussing all kinds of pop culture and media that you can find at the library. The collection is vast, and the staff's taste is very eclectic, so you're bound to hear about something that will delight you, whether it's romance novels, Archie comics, scary movies, or even podcasts. For more information about Overdue Finds and all of APN's member podcasts, visit albertapodcastnetwork.com. All right. Uh, it is a busy time, as always, in Edmonton for uh, performances happening on the stages. Uh, here's what's going on in the next little while. Currently running at the Varscona Theatre is Lungs by Duncan McMillan, which runs until the 31st of March and is being presented by Shadow Theatre. Then uh, we have The Ballad of Peach Tree Rose, which is happening, uh, being presented by Workshop West from March 27th until April 7th. And 19 Weeks by Emily Steele is being presented by Northern Light Theatre from March 28th until April 13th. Man Up is part of Mile Zero Dance's Dance Crush series, which is happening March 29th and 30th. Uh, then we have Sleight of Mind by Beth Graham and Theatre Yes, which is happening everywhere but the club at Citadel, the Citadel Theatre. It sort of runs through the, through the whole space. Uh, and also at the Citadel, we have The Candidate and the Party, two interlocking plays that use the same cast, written by uh, Kat Sandler and directed by Sandler and Daryl Clorin, happening in two of the other spaces in the Citadel Theatre, the club and the McLab. Great. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Next time there'll be more voices and less of me. But I'll still be there at least a little bit. Well, goodbye. I Don't Get It is a member of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or check us out on albertapodcastnetwork.com or the CKUA radio app. I Don't Get It is recorded on Treaty 6 territory in Edmonton, Alberta in the Edmonton Community Foundation's podcast studio. Our theme music is Mountain Time by Ghibli, and you can find more of Ghibli's music by going to ghibli.bandcamp.com. I Don't Get It is produced by Andrew Paul, Fonda Mithrush, and Paul Blinoff. Sit here, baby. I love you.